things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light And so it is Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Johnson, back with another episode of Being Inspired Radio Show, episode number three in this new incarnation. Three is one of my favorite numbers. And welcome in your whole, already complete and perfect self. I really felt called to speak about shame on tonight's call. I've been thinking a lot about shame over the past couple of weeks and sharing a bit about it on Facebook, and that felt really strong for me to to speak about tonight. And... I'm going to honor that calling and share a bit about it. And also, I'm going to share the flip side to all of that. And maybe even what I'm even more called to share and what I've been asked to share tonight. Because it's actually more important. But let's explore shame first, because I know there's a reason it's come up, and I think it might offer all of us a little something. Last week on Facebook, and for those of you who aren't following me, you can find me on Facebook at Being Amanda J. But I started a post, I, I wrote a post about the importance of sharing our shame and sharing what's really vulnerable for us. And of course, much of this I owe to Brene Brown and her work and the idea of once shame is brought into the light, it no longer has the power that it once had. It can't live in the light. And I made a commitment to myself last week to be even more vulnerable in what I share and in how I show up. And I want to start sharing my shame. So this week, I will be posting my first Claim Your Shame uh, update. And it had to do about money and the success of my business or lack thereof. And as I was writing this post, I noticed a couple of things. One, I noticed that this shame felt real. At least it did a week ago when I was on a phone call with a lot of dear friends, a number of dear friends of mine, and I broke down. I was weeping. And it was because I was carrying 
this idea or this feeling of shame around money and the fact that I don't have very much. And at the time of this call, I should say, I didn't have very much in my bank account to the point where I couldn't afford to pay my bills that were due the next day. And I recognized that there was shame then around what that meant. That meant that I wasn't successful, that no one would take me seriously, that my worth was somehow equated to the number in my bank account. So as I was writing this post, a couple of things I noticed. One, that this shame felt very real, and it did. I was feeling a lot of sadness and judgment and lack of worth. All of that was real. And maybe more importantly, the other thing I learned about this shame is that it's not true. It's not my reality. It's thoughts, it's judgments, it's fear, but it is not what is. I also recognize that it's not permanent. My situation today, drastically different than last week. Do I have a million dollars in the bank? No. Do I still have a lot of debt? Yes. Could I still create stories around what that means about me, my worthiness, whether or not I'm good at what I do? Sure, I could. I could choose that. Or I could keep coming back to the truth, to who and what I truly am. So this is what came up for me as I prepared for this call, as I do each week. I felt this strong desire to share about my shame as an invitation to others to examine their own shame, perhaps, or to see what needs to be brought out into the light. And I think that's valuable, and I think that's important. And then something else asked to be shared tonight, which is what's on the flip side of this shame of all this judgment, of all these thoughts, of even analyzing it to begin with. And of course, nothing is a mistake. There is divine synchronicity all around us. And as I was posting my status update on Facebook five minutes before going live to let people know they could come on over and listen, a dear friend of mine, Gigi, her status was right up there in front of my face, and I decided to read it. And I'd like to read it to you, because to me, this is what it's all about. Not the shame, not the stories about the shame, not thinking that we need to overanalyze it, but this. And Gigi says, What is it, my love? Are you struggling within again? struggling to find that space of peace. The struggle is the way you are shown. You have forgotten who you are. 
love. Relax your grip on your struggle. Open your hands to what is always already here. Peace, sweetness, joy, bliss. Always already here. Just open your hands. Let the grip go of what you think you need, of what you think you should be. Realize there isn't anything in your hands but a fistful of contracted thoughts. Keep remembering you are always held within the divine. Gigi Asmi I notice how much that resonates with my soul. When we are struggling, when we are feeling shame, when we are feeling judgment, when we are feeling, I am not worthy, that is pointing us back to what we truly are. It is an opportunity. And while I believe it is important to share our stories, it can be. It can be healing. It can be healing for us. It can be healing for others. What I am feeling more and more drawn to and more and more as truth is that we are all divine beings and we just need to keep coming back to that. Another way of putting it is it's as if we are constantly watching our struggle. We are observing it rather than being caught up in it. And what I mean by that is as I've practiced more and more meditation over the past few years, which is why I highly recommend or invite others to practice meditation in their lives is because as I have done that and as I have practiced becoming more of the non-judgmental observer, this that's what I used to, that's what I have labeled it. I still sometimes label it that, although I am I am finding and exploring new terms, the divine, my inner wisdom. Call it your observer. Whatever whatever makes sense for you in this moment, that's what's important. But either way, as I started practicing this more and more through meditation and through my other practices of becoming this observer, what I now notice is I may still find myself in the struggle. I do still find myself in the struggle, in that feeling of shame, in that feeling of I am not worthy, in that feeling of who's going to take me seriously if this is my reality, in all of those thoughts. I still experience that struggle and I notice that I'm watching the struggle. It's as if there's another part of me that simply observes it and that happens while I'm in meditation. As I sat today, I was watching the stories and the thoughts and the planning everything that I wanted to say in the future and thinking about what had occurred in the past and I observed all of it. And that is the practice of continuing to come back 
to who we truly are. Getting in touch with that part. Call it the divine. Call it your observer. Call it your higher self. Find the word that works for you. One of them will resonate. And my assumption is that it might evolve as you be, as you have a relationship with this, this part. But that was something I noticed. And so when I saw Gigi's post on Facebook, I knew it wasn't an accident. I knew it wasn't a coincidence. Because right before I saw that, I had also flipped to a quote in a book that I'm reading well, that I have read, I'm reading it a second time now, called The Impersonal Life. Some of you might be drawn or called to look it up. And if you are, I encourage you to listen to that voice. I'll read this one as well because I want to highlight the synchronicities of life. I want to highlight how we are constantly being guided. And as I mentioned, I had randomly flipped to this quote before this call and then I found Gigi's passage which I just shared with you. So here's what the impersonal life says. I watch and wait for you to be done with your petty human follies and weaknesses, with your vain longings, ambitions, and regrets, knowing that will come in time. And then you will turn to me, weary, discouraged, empty, and humble, and ask me to take the lead, not realizing that I have been leading you all the time. Another way of saying that the divine, God, source, your inner wisdom, it has known all along. It has been It knows it is love. It knows that these struggles, these follies, these perceived weaknesses will arise and they are there for us to use to come back to our true self, to witness and then remember who we are and where we came from. And that is why I believe I was thinking of sharing about shame. So yes, my shame felt very real. It still can. And it's not who I am. It's not what I am here for. The other piece, as in inner peace, the other peace that I feel when I think about this idea of shame is that every, as we just heard in the impersonal life, we are being guided and led the entire way. Each of these experiences uh, happen for a reason. And with that, we can also trust that this divine timing Um, it was guiding us to exactly where we need to be. So for example, my shame has to do with green energy, money, finances. And I could get really trapped 
in exploring that and what it means. And I have, because that has been part of how my journey has unfolded. I have I have broken things down and looked at beliefs and questioned things. And that work um, has gotten me to where I am today. So I don't say that's not necessary per se. It at least was necessary for me. Whether or not it's necessary for you, I can't answer that. But as I now recognize that everything is being divinely led and the timing is perfect, I also trust that whatever I am to receive will also come in its due time. I am open to receiving. I've done the work to remove blocks. I've set intentions. I've played with law of attraction. But at the end of the day, if I keep coming back to who I am, what I am, love, peace, true bliss, joy, being divinely led, I can rest in knowing that whatever is meant for me will come. And whether or not that is financial success or abundance or not. And I think this is definitely something that I am still exploring. Because there is a part of me that wants to think that I am supposed to manifest a certain amount of financial abundance. That would demonstrate how clear I am in terms of removing all of my limiting beliefs and working through my blocks. And I feel as if I look out into our, our society, especially in the industry that I am a part of, and I see what seems to be um, this idea that if you can attract a certain amount of abundance or wealth, then that somehow demonstrates your abilities or um, or your your willingness to receive. And the more that you are bringing in, the closer you are to doing your life's work, your soul's work. And what I'm noticing about that is how that can insinuate, and maybe it's not everyone's intention, it's just what I'm receiving from it is, it can insinuate that the opposite then is also true. If you're not receiving X amount or have a certain amount of wealth, then you are not doing your soul's work or shining brightly or clear from all limiting beliefs or sitting in your highest power. It's almost as if that could be assumed, which I do not believe is true. My inner wisdom, my inner guidance, the divine within me doesn't see that as 
my truth. When I am doing my soul's work, when any of us are doing our soul's work, that may or may not come with energy in the form of money. It can. And I am open to it if that is my journey. But it doesn't have to. How many of us have heard about artists, poets, creative types who never earned money from their work? And yet, I am in a world and sometimes feeling a bit inundated with the idea that those things are equatable. And I don't know if that is true anymore for me. I'm reading The Prophet by, I, I don't know if I'll pronounce his name, Khalil Garban. That may not be correct. An incredible book, a book I have heard about and heard referenced many times over and just the other day decided to purchase it and start reading it. And he talks about work. And now one of my new favorite quotes is of his, which is, Work is love made visible, which for me means it can be in anything that we do. When we are cleaning the dishes, when I am volunteering at my yoga studio and cleaning the windows and the mirrors and the bathrooms, it is my opportunity to do that in a way that demonstrates my love for the studio, for the owner, for the yoga that I get to enjoy. When I write, it is my opportunity to show my love for the content, for myself, for others. So anything we do, the work that we do in the world, is an opportunity for us to make love visible, which to me is awesome. Especially since I went through a period of time being really turned off to the word work. Again, I thought that was out of alignment. That if I'm doing my soul's work, the, what I'm here to do on this planet, then I shouldn't call it work. And now I have a new perspective which is really cool. We hear something, we read something, and a light bulb goes off. The divine within us goes on alert and says, yep, pay attention to that. I want you to listen to that. And then we get to try it on, and we get to see if that fits and if that feels true for us. And it will probably evolve and change. So now I'm in this phase of seeing how all work I do, others do, is love made visible. Which for me means that it does not matter what work you do. It does not matter how much money you earn for that work. So long as it is your contribution to being more in love, acting from a place of love in everything you do. And that gets us right back to who we truly are. 
beyond the weaknesses, beyond the human follies, beyond the struggling, the feeling shame. So that is our invitation. Where can we continue to step more into the love that we are at our core? Where can we demonstrate that more? Where can our struggles, these perceived suffering and dramas and stories of shame and judgment, the illusion that we choose to live in at times, where can that Point us back to who we truly are. Lead us back to the divine God source. Only for us to realize that we've never been apart. We've always been one with the divine, with source. But we've had these human experiences, these ideas of worthiness and value creep up and, and distract us. These ideas of money and what that means distract us. So our invitation is to keep coming back to that place of love that we truly are, and that we've never not been. And as Marianne Williamson says in her book based on A Course in Miracles, everything that is not love is an illusion. Everything that is not love is an illusion. Our struggles, our shame, the fight we have with our partner, the rage we feel for another, none of that is real. And that is a truth that I am continuously coming back to more and more and more even in just these past few weeks. And I invite you to come back there with me as well. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for dropping in, taking this time to be in spirit with me, to have this being breathed into you, to have the divine breathe into you. It is my honor to share this space with you, to walk this journey alongside so many other divine beings. I feel nothing but love for each and every one of you. And let's have India Ari remind us in her incredible song, 
I am light, exactly who we truly are. of the brokenness inside 